What's up, guys? You're tuned in to The Scoreboard with your host, Michael and Ryan Kay. Check them out every Tuesday right here on Anchor, the best part of your day via podcast. What's up, everybody? It is April 25th, 2023. You're listening to The Scoreboard, brought to you by Anchor. This is a place where two bros talk about sports, pop culture, and everything else in between. You guys could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us. And for that, we appreciate you. We're your host, the Heartbreak Kid, Michael Hill in the arcade. Ryan K., how you doing, my man? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Uh, looking forward to my day off tomorrow. It's going to be fire. Looking forward to gearing up for the NFL draft. Should be a good week, you know? Yeah, I like you. I, I got a vacation day for Thursday. Cause you know what I'm saying. Fuck. I'm taking I'm taking I'm taking a day off Friday. Uh, Cause I get off work Thursday pretty early. I work like seven to three thirty, and then when I get off, like I, like I, I can quite literally go grab some beer, grab some wings, mm. yeah, you know, whatever draft food I want to eat, and I can go take a nap, and then All get right. up and watch the draft, and invariably flip my shit at whatever the Vikings do wrong. I like I know for me but like like it's just become like a thing for me like you know the first round of the draft I just don't go to, I just don't go to work that's like a national holiday for me yeah normally normally I don't either but because of the way my schedule is and I'm not missing out on anything yeah it's more important for me to have the weekend yeah you know for it so I can go hang out with my boy Zach so that's like a big deal for me so you know. Yeah, I feel you on that. I like. I feel you on. That. I know. So I didn't really want to do nothing like this coming weekend because I know the weekend after that, next weekend, a Cinco de Mayo, and I want to be going. I want to be going hitting up like you know, saying random Mexican spots and like you know, saying and drinking beer and stuff. I mean, that's the plan because I ordered me an Eddie Guerrero shirt. That shit is fire. Nice, nice. That shit is fire. I, actually, shit. I ordered at the. I, I ordered at the, the, uh, the Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia fight that we're going to be talking about later on the day. With my nice. homeboy Thomas, all I do, because uh, he was because he sold like a sign, like, oh, they have been drink specials for Cinco de Mayo. I was like, oh, so I went on like a, we- a website 
Also, let me find an Eddie Guerrero shirt because I've always wanted one. Don't have one in the, in the arsenal. You know, so I like, I seen a fire ass one. I was like, yeah, let me go get this. I bought it. I think I bought a Ryan Garcia shirt that I like that that same day too. So you know, so I like it, it was it was a pretty good. Well, it, well, well, like before we get into that, like you know, sorry we uh, guys we we couldn't do a, a show. Was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. It was last, last Monday. Week. Yeah, it was last Monday. Yeah, I like you know, uh, stuff happens, life happens, which is cool because I know the, uh, that past weekend, like you know, I had a lot of stuff going on. Essie Comic Con, my mother's birthday, so I had to spend some time with her, and you know, what I'm saying all is well, all is well. But so we have a great show for you guys today. So we're gonna be answering your listeners' questions. As I said uh, prior, we're gonna be discussing the Javante Davis and uh, Ryan Garcia fight. But first, I said playoff basketball, which was crazy because I know there was a lot of stuff that's been going on the past couple weeks that kind of took like a back seat. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. But so we're back, even though a lot of these series are over or about to be over. So we're right. gonna be getting into the Eastern Conference. Ryan, is there any um? series that has stood out to you in the Eastern Conference? I mean, I think that ultimately the the series that feels the most intriguing at the moment is definitely the Heat-Bucks one because Giannis missed time and Giannis just got back, right? Yes. Jimmy Butler went playoff Jimmy. Um, you know, we haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, Hemi Butler fucking showed up fucking uh, beat ass like he was wont to do in the playoffs. He's such a good fucking playoff basketball player. He's just unbelievable. I, I know people are sitting here because I know that that's uh, the Heat are up three one, and people are surprised. But I'm not really too surprised because if you watch basketball, the Heat always give the Bucks trouble. Trouble. But like that, they they don't match up well with them for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, the thing is to um, I like, and that's been going on for like the past couple of years. They yeah. for some reason they always give the Bucks trouble. Yeah, and like I said, because Giannis was injured mm-hmm. and had to miss a little bit of time and came back late, like he looked uh, he looked pretty good, but like he wasn't himself fully. Mm-hmm. So you know that's just kind of it doesn't really surprise me, but it's in, still intriguing because well. Giannis is back. Can they crawl them, crawl their way out of the hole that they've dug? It's possible. It's so, very possible. When you got a player of that caliber, when you have the best player in the NBA, quite frankly, yeah, won't be real with you. Like you could dig yourself out of the hole, maybe. So we'll wait and see. You know, it might not happen, but it could. So I said it could, but man, that's just a, that's just a testament to like the Eric Spolstra, like in those guys out there in Miami. Because I I didn't expect this. A lot of people had them dead in the water, and yeah. you know they just they just showed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like what they're made of. Yeah. Um. The other thing that is pretty funny. Um. This this series is still over, but the fact that the fucking Hawks forced a game six <laughs> tonight was pretty pretty noteworthy. Like Trey Young just went the, then then went the fuck off in the fourth quarter. So I, I have to at least give them some credit. You know what? I could, but I'm not because fuck the Atlanta Hawks. They just they mismanaged this whole Trey Young situation so bad. And like my thing is like you know since they got Trey Young, you know what I'm saying they got some decent draft picks like John Collins and shit like that. You know he's cool, but it seemed like he's regressed every year since. Mm-hmm. He averaged twenty and ten like that one season, and which they got. 
uh, like they got to a fluky Eastern Conference championship, or like you know, and they couldn't build off that. They give away uh, like Kevin Huerter. Who's yeah. a fucking good player? They let Danilo Gallinari walk. They let Bogdanovich walk. I like you guys are trash. And then and then they, and then they want to fuck around and pay John Collins like he's somebody. And John Collins a bum. You know what I'm saying? You give up three first round picks for Dejounte Murray. I love Dejounte Murray, but this isn't LeBron James. This is Dejounte Murray. I like. Come on now. Now like, he's, will... he's not. He's not. He he's not moving like you no. Know saying he's not a needle mover like that. Now, like I said, I will say motherfucking um, Trey Young hitting the deep three to, like, win the game. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, like, one of them goofy-ass Trey Young Ice Trey. Yeah, Ice Trey threes. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty solid. Um, you know what? That's one of my. That, that's probably one of my favorite nicknames. <laughs> Ice It's good, man. It's a good nickname. He's, he's fucking fire. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, like I said, man... Um, the series is over, but like I just wanted to give I wanted to give Trey Young some credit, basically. Yeah, he deserves credit, but as far as the Hawks as an organization and that team, they don't deserve nothing from me. Yeah, they do do. Um, so like I said, the really the like I said, the most intriguing series in the Eastern Conference is still though Bucks Heat, because um, obviously the 76ers beat the snot out of the Nets. Yes. Um, but I, I was impressed by what the Nets yeah. are seeing. I, yeah, yeah. I like Mikael Bridges is going to be a star. Yeah, he's solid, man. He's he's, he's going to be a star. But like, but you know what I'm saying. But from him and Cam Johnson, I think it's a solid little one two. Yeah, I think that's a neat little one two they have, and they got Dinwiddie back yeah. over there. So I think that'll be cool. So from going from one ascending star, to, well, potentially ascending star, to somebody who is a star, let's show some fucking love to Jalen Brunson. Jesus Christ, Jalen Brunson is that dude, man. And I didn't know if he was that dude. Like, cause you know he started, he unlocked a little bit in the playoffs last year with the Mavs, and I thought that that was a little bit of a gamble, but nah. And then they got Josh Hart back playing with him, mm-hmm. and that's just been great. And then you know you got a little bit of RJ Barrett sauce still going on, and then you got a little bit of that, um, you know, Julius Randle who is a, a good player, but his self check is fucked sometimes. Yes, so you never know with him. I like which is crazy because I like I don't think the Knicks expected they expected a really good player like another piece they didn't expect this yeah I think that they expected like I think that they secretly hoped yeah this but they realistically were probably expecting to get a similar quite frankly Jalen Brunson is the best player on that team yes like. So they're like, oh, okay. So we actually got a star player that isn't fucking because Ju- Julius Randle. They've tried to be like, this is a star player, and he's just not quite that. Nah, he's about as good as you can be without being that. Yes, you know, and he, I like, he, he and he has moments where he is that. I like he's a solid number two or number three on the championship squad. Julius Randle can be a number three guy for you. I think you'd be a number two guy if you got him with the right number one guy. And if but, it, but really, with all Julius Randle, to me, it's all mental. It has nothing to do with his physical physical gifts because the guy is talented. You can see it. Yeah. I like you know on I like what well, because we're Laker fans. We've seen it firsthand. I like I felt like you know what I'm saying yeah. under the right tools, Julius Randle could be twenty and ten easy. Yeah, easy. Yeah, and with the way the game's evolved and the way that he's worked on his three point shot, like he's he's blended in. Because I, I, when they drafted him, I was like, he's a tweener, man. I don't fuck with that. Yeah. But then the game changed so drastically that he's able to step right in yeah. and like worked on his jump shooting. 
and his three-point shooting to where he's a pretty versatile scorer. So, you know, like I said, man, but again, like Jalen Brunson's had a really big resurgent or, or coming out party this year. He deserves every bit of Dude, all right, they're, like they're, that. So they're about to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, who, mo- who most people thought was probably one of the best teams in the East. Yeah, man. I mean, and the thing is with Cleveland is Cleveland still looks young, though. That's yeah. the problem because, like, Donovan Mitchell's there, but, like, that team just still doesn't have a lot of seasoning on mm-hmm. it. When you stop and you look at the way that they're started, their starters are, you have Evan Mobley, mm-hmm. who's the second-year player, mm-hmm. despite how great he is. Jared Allen really... Jared Allen's still really young. A lot of people yes. don't know. Like, it's like, dude, he's only like, he's like 24. Yes. And this is like really only his like second or third year of being in the playoffs ever. Yeah. And this is really his second year of being a good player, quite yeah. frankly. Um, you have Darius Garland, which this is his second year of being a postseason player. He, this is only what, his third year in the league total? Mm-hmm. This team's young as shit. Yes. Like and you know their their whole team's young as fuck. Like I like this. and they're showing that. Yeah, and they've showed that in this series. Whereas you know, you know, Jalen Brunson stayed at Villanova for a little while. Josh Hart's been around the yes. league in a while for a while. Evan and like fucking Julius Randle's been around for mm-hmm. a minute. Like these are dudes that are a little bit more mature, and you just quite frankly see the maturity level differences. I like R.J. Barrett went to Duke and Coach K prepares their players for the NBA. Like, now whether they pan out or not, like, you know, is irrelevant, but he gets them prepared for the NBA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and yeah, I like, you've you've made a lot of good points there. I like, it's just, I like, but as far as like the Cavs go, like, you know, as far as everything we've seen, so basically what you're saying is they, did they peak too early? Like, like, what are we, did th- they overachieve? No, I don't think they overachieved. I think they're very good, but I just think that they maybe peaked a little too early. And I think that, like I said, I think it's just the lack of experience with them. Genuinely, I just think it's, I just think it's a lot of young guys on a young roster, looking young. Yeah, and there's only so much that Diamond Mitchell can do because he's a volume scorer. Yes, right. There's only so much a guy like that can do. You know what I mean? And the other thing is, too, like, with the Knicks getting Josh Hart, because Josh Hart's an elite defender mm-hmm. and just a great role player to have. Jalen Brunson is a big, thick, strong guy. It's hard for Darius Garland to guard him. Yes. They don't match up super well with the mm-hmm. Knicks. Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett absolutely shit on fucking, um, what the fuck is their fucking three's name? Or he's the guy that went to fucking, what the fuck is his name? Whatever, doesn't matter. Um, so they kind of shit on that guy. You know, Karis Levert's not really a dude that's gonna carry you all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, you know, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen are big as hell, but they're young. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's not really fucking New York's game to beat you with centers, anyways. Yes. So you know, like fucking, it's just the wing players just don't match up with the other wing mm-hmm. players well. So, you said, I, so I kind of like, uh, dude. I I love this. I like you know for uh for the Knicks because I, I, I tell people all the time NBA basketball is better when the Knicks are good. Yes, yes, it's and quite frankly the league is better when the Knicks are good. The league is better when the Knicks are good, and the league has missed. 
there was a flair about the league when we were kids, like with the John Starks, Patrick Ewing yeah. teams. Was- that that the league just hasn't had. It's something like intangible. Yeah, like really, like 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 the Pat Rowley uh, led Knicks going into the sta- uh, Jeff Van Gundy led Knicks. I like it was it was something to see. Yes. Like just for the mere fact, like their motto was, like, I remember Pat Riley's Nick teams, like they weren't the most talented, but they were the most conditioned. They were the most toughest. Greg Anthony said said at best, he was like, either we're gonna win the game or we're gonna win the fight, but we're gonna win one of those. But like that, that represented New York to a team. Yeah, that's just how. Like I said, that was how that team was constructed. And like I said, we haven't really seen like. Um, you know, obviously Carmelo did some good things yes. in New York. With but, Amari, but, it but, just, um, but we Amari did, just wasn't Amari anymore. Yeah, his knees were shot. So that experiment ended up not being that great. But the, then Jeremy Lin left, Lin Sanity, Mike D'Antoni, and yeah. yeah like, like I said again, man, the Knicks just, I don't know, man. It's, they haven't really been good or actually exciting, and it's taken them a while to just kind of even reconstruct their team. They, 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 they were kind of exciting like the first like year or two of Porzingis because it looked like they they had some shit going on. Yeah. And Porzingis got hurt and, and you know saying the rest is history. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the rest is history. But yeah, like it's, it always seems like in the NBA is better when, when the Knicks are good. And I, I am so happy that like, you know what I'm saying, for all my friends fans, I mean my, my friends that are Knicks fans, like, you know what I'm saying, that you guys can enjoy this. I like. I can't remember the last time like the Knicks made it to the uh, like the, in the second round of the playoffs. It's been since I, I can't remember. I can't remember. It hasn't been since like '97. Mm-hmm. I like it's been since like in the '90s, I believe. I like so. So I like. I like it good for them. I like good. I like good for them. Uh, there any other uh, games going on in the East? I'm trying to. We already. We already hinted. Yeah, the uh, Sixers and the Nets. Yeah, we already got yeah. all those. Yeah, we got all those. So, uh, as far as that though, like you know, saying well, I'm pretty sure by the time we record again, well, I know for a fact. Some of these other series will probably be decided, lined up, but then we'll also have to talk about the NFL draft. Some. Yeah. So as yeah, it's kind it's, of awkward. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff to get into. So coming up next, I like. All right, we're going to be talking about the Western Conference uh, playoff scene, and we also got our quote of the week. You guys keep a lock on the scoreboard on Anchor. Do y'all motherfuckers want some furniture? I like baby girls with the curvatures. Prices so good, you just can't beat them. You got baby girls, motherfucker, let me meet them. Looking for a couch or a sofa? Damn, baby girl, you look good, man, over. Come on, what? man, we're trying to sell furniture. This shit is fire. This is not a mixtape. Fuck that, my shit coming soon. Nah. I'm Tim, the couch king. And I'm Dashy, the sofa guy. And together, together we are Dashy and Tim's sofa Furniture Warehouse, warehouse where, where everything is on sale. Damn me some good ass prices. Man, look at our showroom. This shit big as fuck. It's filled to the brim with couches and sofas. Oh, both of all that. For real. Hey, they got my favorite couch right there. Yo, that's my favorite sofa. Mine too. Make sure y'all come in this weekend for our Memorial Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, Columbus Day, Kwanzaa, Thanksgiving, 
day sale. This weekend, doors, doors open, open at, at 3, 3, 3 p.m. Make sure you motherfuckers be here or be square. Hey fam, check out this comfy ass couch we got right here. Damn, that's comfy. This right here is 100% Egyptian leather, straight from China. So say you got a bitch coming through, right? And she been walking around all day, so she's tired and shit, right? Oh snap, is this that new Egyptian leather couch? Straight from China. Let me sit right here with you. Please do, baby. Damn, this shit is mad comfortable. I'll give you pub. Please give me the pub. Bad credit? No credit. We got a problem. I'm not fucking with y'all. Man, cash only. Nothing bigger than hundreds, all right? Nothing. Damn me some good ass prices. Everything we got in the showroom is quality shit. Our stuff is only 100% leather. And pleather for the vegans. Yeah, so do our stuff got Velcro? More like Vel no. Everything is so ass is. So once you go out the dough, can you return it? No. I know what y'all thinking. Dachi, Dachi. I'm not looking for no furniture. That's all right, check out this 1992 Saturn SL. This is a bad motherfucker right here. It's only got 800,000 miles on the bitch. It run good, AC good, everything good. You probably wondering, how you know? Bitch, is my car. Please. It's good, I promise. Y'all got some furniture you don't want anymore? Oh, y'all got some shit that y'all don't want and y'all wanna bring it in to trade it in? We can't help y'all. What the fuck we gonna do with that no, shit? No, why would we want that? We don't want that shit. Listen, our doors open at three. And we close at six. And we go to lunch between four and five. Sometimes 5.30, depending on how the line is. Just DM, just DM. Yeah, man. like shoot him a DM and uh, like if we open. Man, this is some bullshit. I ordered a leather couch. I had to pick it up myself and it was in a giant box. When I got home and opened it, it was inflatable. So I brought it back to complain and I finally got inside the building and I realized ain't none of this shit real, man. I, I ordered that couch from somebody else. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? They they sell quality, yeah, quality yeah. stuff. Do me a favor, sit down on this couch right here. There ain't no couch. There's a fucking couch right behind you. Sit down on it. Ooh, I'm tired. Sit down I'm gonna sit. Oh, so comfortable. It's real comfortable. That's Egyptian leather, homie. Um, I'm really not sure what I'm doing here. Uh, I asked these guys for directions. Um, and then I ended up in a green screen room. I guess shop at Dashy and Tim's Furniture Warehouse. Damn me some good ass prices! Don't forget to check out our official website, www.dashyandtimfurniturewarehouse.gov forward slash catches FBI!
What's up, guys? This is the Scoreboard Quote of the Week, brought to you by nobody. Because we're broke. This was supposed to be a segment dedicated to people that say amazing things. But as everybody knows, we'll focus on gems like this. I would, but uh, I know where that hand's been. And this. Booties. They make sure you ain't booty. Holy crap. I don't know who the hell we think we are. You couldn't stay off the weed. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So with that being said, here are my two favorite guys, HBK and The Arcade. Welcome back, everybody. It's that time. It's that time for the quote of the week. We got some pretty good heat for you guys, but I'm going to start first. And my quote of the week goes to Steph Curry. Oh, okay. Yes. Apparently, him and his wife were doing something for something. Oh, like, and they were doing like a Q&A. And she, uh, his wife, Aisha Curry, asked him, Steph, what is one thing you can't live without? And he just said immediately sex. And she was like, oh, she was like, <laughs> and Steph looked at it. He was like, yeah, just making sure we're on the same, same page. So we've been here with, so we've been together 10 years. We better be on the same page. Yep. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, like, that's not really funny, but hearing that from Steph Curry is yeah. funny. Who goes, out of, who goes out of his way to fucking, like, not be like that, but, like, on, on that time, he was on Demon Time. That's it's good. always funny to see Steph Curry on Demon Time because it doesn't happen often. Yeah, that's some funny shit. So that's what caught me off my guard. I like, I actually, I need to show you that because I, I have, I actually have that clip. It's pretty funny. Uh, so, my quote of the week. Shout out to the married people out there. Yep. So my quote of the week goes to Shea Serrano, fucking uh, my man Shea Serrano, fucking hilarious on Twitter, great basketball guy mm-hmm. to follow. He he's just and he's just funny as shit in general. Um, so he tweeted out the other day, Josh Giddy looks like the best player from the opposing school in a Disney sitcom that has a basketball episode. Yep, that yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. That shit had me dying. Yes. I was like, that's a funny shit, bro. Yes. I like, did you see my TED talk when I talked about Zach Efron? Yeah, I saw that. That shit was funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, man, you went the fuck off talking about that. That shit was funny as hell. Fuck but, but that, but that right there. Yeah. Yeah. If there was if there was a high school musical remake, Zach I like I mean like uh Josh Josh, Josh Giddy would be Troy Bolton. Yeah. Except better, because Josh, Josh Giddy can actually play. Josh Giddy's fucking good, bro. <laughs> you know? So, that segues pretty perfectly into us talking about the Western Conference playoffs. Um, so, um, the series that's most entertaining right now is the Lakers-Grizzlies series because of the whole Dylan Brooks-LeBron narrative. You, like, you totally... You totally hit me for a loop because I thought you was about to say the Kings and Warriors, but go ahead. The king, the, well, <laughs> the king, so the Kings and Warriors series is the most entertaining from a basketball yeah. standpoint, but from a narrative standpoint. Yeah, but I thought that's where you were going through the no, basketball. No, yeah. no, 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 not from that's a basketball. That's what I say. You, you caught me off guard. I like no. you. You still right though. Continue though. <laughs> yeah. So the Lakers Grizzlies series is the most interesting from a narrative's perspective, just because you know Dylan Brooks has leaned into being a WWE heel, but then he's also being a bitch. Though he won't stand on it because he talked his shit, and then fucking LeBron started giving him work. 
And then he, now he's being a bitch and won't go to the podium. Whereas Draymond Green, anytime he's ever been punked after talking shit, he's ten toes down. Yeah. Leaning into he's it. Like, yeah. Give a fuck. Yeah, he's Draymond stand on that shit. Mm-hmm. So Dylan Brooks ain't got that dog in him. Mm-mm. He's soft. Yeah, like he 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 he's a pretend. He's a pretender. Yeah. And then the other thing about Dylan Brooks is he's an offensive liability because he doesn't understand his role and he will shoot himself off the fucking floor. I do not think he's going to be with the Memphis Grizzlies next year. I think he has played himself and talked himself off of this team within this series. Um, which so- which is crazy because like guys like that. I tend to be a to be a fan of, but I like it to be controlled. But Dylan Brooks is not very. He hasn't he hasn't gotten there yet. Which that was always my problem with Pat Bev. Yes, Pat Bev is and Pat Bev's still out of control a little bit. He's gotten better, but he's still a mouthy, annoying fuck, and he doesn't really know where his lines are. But I still feel like his is more controlled. Though. Yeah, but like the, Pat, yes. Pat Bev knows his role. Yes. Um, so I'll give Patrick Beverly that. He know he's like, I'm a defensive pest. I'm gonna hit the occasional three. I like I'm a I'm a leader and I like it. I'm a professional and I show how younger guys how to but Pat Bev got my respect whenever he like, you know what I'm saying, say he got that well like, you know, uh Wolves teams to the playoffs. So I like yeah. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan and I and I listen to his podcast a lot too. Yeah. So I get I get a general sense of kind of how he is as a person. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Pat Bev fan. I, I like Pat Bev. So, like Pat Bev and Dylan Brooks are not the same. No, they're not. Um, and I don't really like Patrick Beverly that much because I don't listen to his podcast. I don't have as much of it. I don't like when he goes all first take and he just. What well, the thing is, like you know, like uh, if you're on social media, like you know, you you see like clips of like you know the Pat Bev podcast, and sometimes yeah. some stuff he says catches your eye. So yeah, it's fine. But um, but yeah. So anyways, like I said, narrative wise, this is. Probably the most interesting series in terms of just the hoop. It's fucking Warriors Kings. It's not even fucking close. Mm-hmm. Um, so the shitty thing is De'Aaron Fox fracturing his finger. Dang. That shit sucks because, dude, the Kings come in, win their two games. They almost fucking stole a game in Golden State. Yeah. Almost. Um, Harrison Barnes. Sh- and they they gave Harrison Barnes a pretty good look at the end of the game. It's a look the type of look that you live with, but Harrison Barnes ain't him. No. So he missed that shot. Fucking uh, series tied up 2-2. Comes out. Fox, his fingers fucked up. Bummer, man. It's just a bummer. I think he's gonna play anyways. He's gonna play anyway, but it's just a bummer just for the mere fact like yeah, the, 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 like that, the Warriors aren't better than them. They're not. It sucks ass, and they're gonna squeak by. They were the worst road team in the playoffs ever. Like Jordan Poole is hurt. Yeah, they shouldn't be in this series at all, and it's fucking lame that they're it's fucking lame that they're going to be. It's just it's fucking lame. I can't stand it. So you know, like I said, man, this series has been super fun, very entertaining, just from a basketball standpoint. I like, and shout out to the Warriors too. It's about time they, uh, after like, like fifteen years of just like poverty and misery, I like the Warriors, their fans, the organization deserve this moment. 
Yeah. Um, of being in the postseason. I like oh, that. You, you mean the Kings? Because you said the Warriors. Yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. I yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. No, yeah. The fucking like the dude, Kings. Yeah, my bad. Dude, the Kings have been downtrodden, sad, missed out on pick after pick after pick. They changed their front management. And whenever they did get a pick right, it just happened to be DeMarcus Cousins and. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 it was a good pick until it wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing is, that's kind of that was always kind of the problem with them is that they would make disjointed shit. They get De'Aaron Fox, and De'Aaron Fox is arguably one of the best players in the league now. Mm-hmm. Arguably, and it took a while. It took a, it took a little bit, but you know, and he was always talented. But yes, like he's he's really hit another fucking gear, and um, you know, he's like a top point guard in the league now. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Keegan Murray was a fucking slam dunk. The Demontis Sabonis trade was really Great. good. The, the, the Herder pickup. The Herder pickup, and then Malik Monk was yes. a sneaky good get because he's a he's, he's a fucking a sniper. Yeah, he's got the scrap. You know, um, he got that MF thing on him. Um, so, you know, he's like a microwave player, just can just go off mm-hmm. randomly. So, you know, they have a nice little core and they have a nice little team, and they're very good. And you know, Mike Brown's got them boys playing right. You know, which is cool to see. Well, we just go. It was cool to see because, like, you know, I always feel because people give Mike Brown like a like a like he a, gets bad, a bad rap. He gets a bad rap, and I feel like, and so, so some of it's uh, warranted, some of it isn't. But I think, like, for a young team like this, you needed somebody like Mike Brown to yeah to help uh, them to help them. Like, you know, now whether they can sustain the success. We don't know, but like you know, because Mike Brown has shown he can't really sus- uh, sustain the success, but like, but he can get you to like a to, to where he can elevate. He can elevate, elevate you. He can elevate a roster to get them to the step before they take it to the next. Yes, he can do that tremendously well. Tremendously well. So. Uh, you know, obviously, like with the LeBron James Cavs teams, he got them good. Mm-hmm. They couldn't quite get over the hump. Um, then, you know, he goes and he goes to the Lakers, which that was a bad experiment from the outset. No, Mike Brown was his coach the first go around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he goes to the Heat. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying, uh, I'm saying Mike Brown, like, was in Cleveland. Cleveland, And I was like, when he was in Cleveland, you know, like, he leaves and he goes to the Lakers. That was a fucked up experiment. They didn't even really give him a fair chance. Yeah, he he was just a fall guy. He was a fall guy. And then, because they they put together a team that on paper was great, but then it was like, Steve Nash is hurt. Dwight Howard and Kobe couldn't get along because they just couldn't. Ron Artest was old. Ron Artest was old, and a lot of the role players they had were mid. Uh, so, like, he didn't use Paul Gasol properly. He didn't use Paul Gasol properly, and then Mike D'Antoni exacerbated that. Yes. And then he, so he goes and he goes and he's an assistant with Golden State. Fucking sits hanging out with Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. Seem, so. Seemingly upped his acumen, mm-hmm. you know. So, like I said, man, this is this has been an entertaining series, and you know, coach versus coach, you know. Very familiar. Like, all the Golden State guys fucking love Mike Brown because mm-hmm. he's great. Um, so, you know, it's it's really cool to see that. Um, let's see. Outside of that series, I mean, the Western Conference series has just been more interesting across the board. Um, the Clippers series, 
It goddamn the fucking injuries, man. The Chris Paul, I mean not Chris Paul, but fucking um Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George injuries. They said Paul George. I've been I've been hearing reports saying if they can get past the Phoenix Suns, Paul George could play in the second round. Yeah, but they're not going to is the problem, you know. And that yeah, because they're a star player. Shout out Russell Westbrook though, fucking getting away from the Lakers trash mm-hmm. and like actually showing us like no dude, like I'm not washed the way y'all think. Yeah, I am. like this was a bad fit for me. Mm-hmm. System wise, and the thing is, it's like, dude, him and LeBron James just weren't a good fit together on the mm-hmm. court. They're both too ball dominant. Yes, you know, like LeBron James had to have the ball in. Yes, like you have to get off ball players. Russell Westbrook cannot play off the ball. Mm-hmm. He just can't do it. He's just not that type of player. And it's a good situation just for the mere mm-hmm. fact. Tyron Lue was sitting there like, damn, I can never have like both of my star players on the floor at the same time. Russ is healthy. All yeah. Time. He's always there. He shows up to work, gets his shit done. So. I like him. That's what I do love and respect about Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I've never seen the ha- I I never really got the hate for him. I like my thing with, with him was as far as like my point guards go, like I like my point guard to be efficient. And that's something he isn't. But as far as everything else, I like you can't say a bad thing about Russell Westbrook when it print when it comes to like, you know what I'm saying, giving effort and showing up to play. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But but, but I just want to get on Kawhi because my thing is like, bro, I like I said this was a knee. This is a knee injury. Like I, 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 I'll give him this specific thing, but you are a fucking hoe. Where your conditioning ain't right, that's why you always hurt, and you pussy. My thing is, I like it, it's always it's always something. My thing is, dude, you only play like in thirty five games. This you're like the, the whole reason for load management is to get you ready for this uh, for this moment, moment. and, and you, you can't this and, moment too, and you can't even be here for this moment too. I like so so. What are we fucking doing here? What's the purpose? Yep. Yep, you suck. Fuck I like you know what I'm saying like they did everything like you know what I'm saying that that you wanted and you still can't come through for them. You're like you can't be trusted. Like you don't like you don't sell the franchise. Like you know so you don't try to promote the franchise. I like like you're like Stephen A. Smith said you're the worst star player. I like you know what I'm saying that I have probably ever seen. Yeah. Like in in terms of being healthy, being able to play, like promoting the brand of the franchise that you play for. I like you don't do none of that. That's trash. I like considering you no know saying, considering the demands that you made. I like you know, for the Clippers for the, for them to even get you. I like why even I I just I, I just can't. I like you know what I'm saying, and the dude's big time. But I think I think I think I think he's done. Yeah, I th- I think he's done. I like you know what I'm saying because at at some point, if you're Steve Ballmer and if you're Tyron Lue and if you're just that brass, if you're Jerry West, you just gotta sit there by like, how much longer, you know, what I'm saying can we can we deal with this? Because this is going on three years, like three years. Like you you did this and you ain't got shit to show for it. Mm-hmm. Like Paul George is hurt because he has to carry the load because your star player is on load management and can't stay healthy. Oh yeah, this like at some point you're gonna have to move off of Kawhi Leonard. I agree. I like I can't. There's no other way. There's no other way around it. You gotta cut your losses. Mm-hmm. You gotta cut your losses. Uh, so like you have anything on the on Phoenix end? Um, Phoenix has uh, got uh, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Chris Paul, so they're very good. <laughs> that's I like, and they're that, up, that's a, I, I know that that's a fucking stupid. And, and they're up three one. Mm-hmm. This series is over. Yep. 
series is over. Uh, the grill, the, I mean, the uh, Timberwolves and the Nuggets. Timberwolves and Nuggets. The Timberwolves are going out sad because Rudy Gobert is <laughs> fucking trash. I knew you was going to bring up Rudy Gobert. He's off. <laughs> He's fucking awful. Timberwolves going out sad, baby. <laughs> I, like, I, I remember whenever they traded for Rudy Gobert, me and you busted out laughing like like that was that like that's the thing to do. It's not. Like, now here's the thing, bro. I feel like they're about to clown the fuck out of Rudy Gobert. Bad. I feel like it's gonna be one of them things where like they clown him. I feel like he's gonna get slandered a in a way that's like um disrespectful. I feel like it's one of those things like there's going to be revisionist history where people act like he wasn't ever a good defender and yeah. that's just plain wrong. No. Nah. But he, yeah, he's he's good. No, I'm, I'm talking about like as far as a defender, I feel like he's above reproach. That's everything else. Yeah, that's my problem. Everything else. Yeah, so, like, you know what I'm saying? Everything else, no, no, nothing else about your game improved. You stayed the same player for as long as you've been in the league. Yeah, that man's butt flakes. Fucking get him out of here. <laughs> Fuck you go, Bear. For real. <laughs> you said that dude's buff legs. <laughs> That's just true. I like, yeah, and this series is going exactly how we thought it was gonna go. Yeah, three no, up. no, no offense to Anthony Edwards. Like I, f- I feel like, you know, so I feel like they might get a game. I think Anthony Edwards said he ain't gonna go out like that. Yeah. Not not, not getting swept. I think I think we, we might see a monster. I game hope he, I hope he fucking does. I hope he does. I love that man. I said I love that man. <laughs> I love Anthony Edwards. I, I, I love Anthony Edwards. He's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah, that's about it for the Western Conference. I like. Am I missing anything? Well, yeah. please correct me if I am. No, I think that about covers. Yeah, it. that about covers it. So yeah, coming up next, I like you know the fight of the century. No, I'm not just joking with you. It's not. It's not fight of the century. It was a pretty damn good one, nonetheless. So we're gonna give our uh, recap of uh, Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davis, and uh, like we also got our uh, quote. Um, I mean, we got our Thug Life moment of the week. So you guys keep locked on the scoreboard on Anchor. presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Arms swinging, knees bending, head bobbing to no particular rhythm. You're either dancing or you have fleas. Call me the doctor. As soon as you hit the dance floor, the taunts begin. Is that all you got, Clea? Unfortunately, yes, that's all you got. Hold on now. Who's in the house? Some guy who can't dance. That's who's in the house. You're a star. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Happy Feet, because you really put the oogie in boogie. Something that has to warm up before you use it, sir. How about your wife?
This is the Scoreboard Thug Life Moment of the Week. Brought to you by nobody. Because we're on a budget. This is the place where douchebag behavior isn't only welcome, but it's celebrated. Now here's your host, HBK and the Arcade. Welcome back. It's the Thug Life Moment of the Week. And if you're out here doing Thug Life shit, all right, please contact us. We'll let you know about all that info at the end of the show. So, my Thug Life Moment goes to this guy named Anthony Real Fly Sanders. And... <clears throat> It's really like him, him, um, him reacting like you know to this girl. She posted like a uh, like a tweet saying, "You can't be my man, bringing in fourteen hundred a month." And he quote tweeted saying, "That's a, that's why you buy yourself in your maternity pictures." Damn, just damn, <laughs> dude. It's so easy to just like like some people are hateful, bro. <laughs> if you out here posting takes on the internet, somebody somebody gonna get you eventually. <laughs> You gonna get got. That's real. Um, I guess my thug life moment of the week goes to this girl named um, Alia. She fucking she tweeted this thing out a while back, and I saw this shit. This shit just made me laugh. She's like, men on date naps be like, I'm six foot two if that matters, and I'm like, bro, you're wearing a Rick and Morty shirt. You're making me six to my stomach. Wow. Wow. I was like, that's some funny shit, yo. Like, I love Rick and Morty, or I used to. Fucking that shit, that, that's a banger. I saw, like, with Rick and Morty, man, it just seems like... Uh, how, how can I explain Rick and Morty? It's Rick like, and Morty fans suck. The people that like that show suck horribly. I, well, I would say, like... I, I would say stand that show. Yes, the stands of that show were fucking annoying, and they they ruined it. Yeah, I like because I know like after like three, a show like Rick and Morty shouldn't be going on as long as it has. No, no, I like that, certainly that, not. Like a show like that should have a short shelf life. And yeah, season one was fucking great. And it season was really two funny. was fire. Season two was pretty fucking good too. Season three was. Season three is where it started falling off. Yes. So that's just kind of how I am. I haven't really watched it since season. Yeah, I haven't watched because it's like on a, like a streaming, streaming thing, and I I got enough of those. Yeah, I don't got know. enough of those. So I like so we had a huge fight this uh over the weekend. So like you know Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davis mm-hmm. at one thirty five. Yep. Yes. Those guys both weighed in. It was like one thirty five point eight and one thirty five point five. Is I think is what they yes. weighed in at. Fine. Officially, yeah. Officially, yeah. I can't remember who weighed in at what, but um. So, my take on this fight, now, this is my take on this fight from, I had to kind of catch highlights of it and like kind of piece together what happened because I wasn't able to watch the fight because I had to work that fucking weekend and fucking trash. So, um, so I had to go to bed really early because I have to wake up at like six o'clock in the morning to go to work Mm -hmm. because I work at a, a fucking hospital. So, anyways, so... Um, I had to kind of piece together what happened. From my gathering of it, it seemed like what I thought would happen if these two fought would kind of happen. Mm -hmm. I thought that Ryan Garcia would show that he's a little too green for this fight. And I thought that he would still, because he's a technically better fighter than Tank Davis, Mm -hmm. would control some aspects of it early. 
But I also thought that he wasn't ready to take on Tank Davis's power Mm-mm. because that's the problem that everybody likely. has had fighting Tank Davis mm-hmm. is that at that weight, he hits too fucking hard mm-hmm. for you to be able to consistently absorb his punching power. Yes. So, and sure enough, Garcia got knocked down, got up, and the body shot was really kind of was the finisher for that. Actually, like, you know, the body shot was the finisher, but I feel like when Tank knocked him down in a second, like, he Tank took his heart away from him because, like, whenever I seen the fight, I like, you know, because I actually did see the fight. Yeah. Like, the first fight, the first round, they were feeling each other out. And uh, like the second, uh, so not a whole lot of action was going on uh, going on there. And the second round, I feel like Ryan Garcia was being a little bit more aggressive because I really, I really felt like Ryan Garcia, like him being young and him being brash. I really, I really, truly feel in my, in my heart that he believed Tank Tank's power what wasn't like that yeah. because like you don't you don't rush into somebody like that if you like you know think. Unless you think, like, you know what I'm saying, they you power, can t- you, you could take yeah. that. Then, like, you know, and Kit Tank caught him slipping. And, no, no, like, and, like, and I tell people this, like, what impressed me about Tank in this fight is Tank fought a, fought a very smart fight. He fought an extremely yes. smart fight. And, and, and I'm not trying to downplay Tank and act like he's some Neanderthal. No, nah, but. But the thing is, sometimes he, usu- ca- he usually isn't that savvy in the ring. Yeah. Or he doesn't show it very often. No. Because the thing is... You can catch him slipping. Yes. I've seen it happen. Yeah. The thing is with him is that he's strong and he's got a good chin. And he's got nuclear bombs in his hand. Yes. So it don't really matter that... You know what I'm saying? I I I tell people this all the time. Like, Tank Davis, I like, you know, he tends to fight to his competition. I like when Tank Davis is locked in and he knows that you're a threat, I like that's the best version of him you're going to see. Yeah. I like I tell people that I tell people this all the time. A top contender at 135 is not going to beat Tank Davis. Like a top guy, I like it's going to be somebody that nobody's ever heard of. That's who's that's who's going to beat Tank Davis. Now, I will say inevitably I do think that there are two guys that flirt around at this weight that could beat him currently. Yes, because Shakur Stevenson and uh, Devin Devin Haney. Haney. Yeah, I think that those are your two guys. Because the thing is, he won't touch Shakur Stevens. He won't touch him. Yeah, I don't think he'll touch him. He can't. He can't. Yeah. He's just... He's not talented enough as a boxer to get him. He said, like, Shakur Stevenson Stevenson has the same attributes as far as, like, reaches Ryan Garcia, but way better defensively. Yes. And, and, like, and a little bit smarter than Ryan Garcia. Not to say that Ryan's, like, no dumb because he's not. No, but Shakur Shakur is no. So Garcia can be baited into being reckless. Yes. Which is quite literally what happened in this fight. Shakur Stevens is never going to let you dictate the pace. No. Not ever. I like he's always gonna fight his fight. Yeah, he's gonna do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Shakur Stevens doesn't give a fuck if he knocks you out. He don't give a damn. He, I, He'll just he will just fucking he will he will fucking twenty to two you mm-hmm. like in terms of punches landed. Yes. He will twenty to two you every fucking round. If like if, if you, let, you him. let him, he don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And you cannot, you cannot get him to 
mm-hmm. fight a fight that he don't want to fight. Yes. You can't. No. You are not talented enough to make mm-hmm. him do that. He will dance around you. He is comfortable walking backwards. Mm-hmm. He is comfortable going forwards. He is comfortable f- going to his left. He is comfortable mm-hmm. going to his right. He can step in. He can he step, step back. He can faint. He can counterpunch. He's got a sharp jab. You cannot hit the fucker. Yeah. You can't hit him. Good luck, Tank Davis. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that, buddy. Because your whole thing is that you hit fuckers hard. What happens when you can't hit them finally? Mm-hmm. Good fucking luck. Because mm-hmm. that was the thing with Roy. Here's the thing. Roy Jones Jr. wasn't a technically savvy fighter. But that was a big... His opponent's land percentages was awful. Yes. You couldn't hit him because he was just so athletic. He was so athletic and talented. That you... He could... The thing is, Shakur Stevens is athletic, but he also has defensive prowess. Yes. The way that, like, a Pernell Whitaker did. Yes. Or, like, a fucking Floyd. Floyd. Tank Davis can't beat him. Yes. Devin Haney is, like, diet Shakur Stevens. Yes. In my opinion. He can be baited. He's not as smooth and well-rounded as Shakur is. Um, But Haney has a lot of that into it. The difference is, I think, that Haney's got a little bit of heavier hands. Yes, hey, Haney has... Like, uh, Haney definitely has more knockout power than, than Shakur Stevenson. Yes. So, I just think that... I think that that Haney-Davis fight would be much more interesting yes. to watch. Whereas, I think that Shakur Stevens fight would just be him smothering. Yeah. And I I'll, think that the fight that you're really going to want to see eventually is that Devin Haney fucking Shakur Stevens, Stevens fight. And like, dude, well, like, we're going to get that eventually. Hell, yeah, they like, know that they know they're fighting. Yeah, like that they talk shit to each other all the damn time. Yeah, all the damn time. I like you can see it on YouTube. They're like them on Facetime talking shit to each other. Yeah, I like it's. I like yeah, because they're amicable, but like they fuck with each other. Yeah, they yeah they fuck with each other. Yeah. So again, like like Devin Haney said this like a couple of years ago. Like he he was like. He said, like, dude, it's just a matter. He said, I know I'm going to have to fight him. It's just a matter of when, but I know I'm going to have to step in the ring with him. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, again, I like, know that. I like, and that, and that brings me to Ryan Garcia, just for the mere fact, like, you know, because people were sitting here saying, like, oh, my God, he should get a rematch. No, the fuck he shouldn't. Not like, right now. I, my, my Maybe thing, not ever. Not ever. I like, because my thing is, it's up to Tank. I like, because Tank is the A side. And if Tank feels like, you know what, there's. Now, I will say this. I will say this. And I'm not trying to say Tank is some ludicrously disrespectful man when yeah. I say this. Tank Davis don't really go out of his way to talk to the people whose asses he beat. Yeah. After that fight. Him and Garcia like exchanged numbers, yeah, and were talking for a while. Like they yeah. showed him, and they 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 got their gear off, and they were like, "Yeah, cause Ryan Garcia has a picture on his Instagram." With yeah, them. yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I really, I, th- I, I, I think that Ryan Garcia showed Tank something that he didn't expect to see. Because Ryan Garcia is now like, okay, well, like this motherfucker put me down, so like I respect him. I, I have to respect. Him. I have to respect it. But I also think that Ryan Garcia is talented enough to where like. He, Tank, he kind of caught Tank's eye. Yeah. Some. Well, you know? Tank, well, Tank said in the all access, like you know, so I like I'm not. He said like I am not looking past Ryan Garcia, which is why you got the best, the best of Tank. Yeah, because he knew. Because the thing like he is, knew. he knew. Because like, like I said, Ryan Garcia wasn't ready for that fight. 
that's just all that was. He yeah, just I like it. I like and people and, and here's the thing with me with people like and I always have to explain this to people in boxing of that people that don't know boxing on the outside looking in like oh my god I like you know saying Ryan Garcia had to uh go drop down the 135 I'm like yeah he wasn't going to get that fight otherwise. Ryan Garcia fights at 140. I like, you know, he walks around at 150. You like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And maybe that weakened him yeah. to drop down. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. But like, my thing is, I like, kudos to Ryan Garcia because even he knew, I like, you know, saying Tank was the A side. There's no reason for Tank to move up. You've been calling Tank out for two years. Exactly. You wanted that fight because you wanted that purse. And then. There you go. There you go. I like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you and Tango's like, all right, if you want this, he, here's my here's my stipulations. I like Ryan Garcia knew he had to do it and shot and kudos to him for making the fight happen. Yep. He he wanted the fight and he made the fight happen and he did what he had to do to make the fight happen. I like, you know what I'm saying? He got the loss. I like, you know what I'm saying? But he made the fight happen and hopefully that's a trend to other people and other promo uh, promoters to make big do, fights do, like this happen. Do what you need to do to make the fight happen. And you know what? Yeah, Garcia didn't Garcia didn't get the result he wanted, but again, like I said, I think we all know that he dropped down to a weight that he doesn't fight at mm -hmm. to fight a motherfucker. And who, who, it, who dominates at that weight? Who dominates at that weight? And when he dropped down that weight, he lost a lot of Garcia lost a lot of his punching power. Mm -hmm. Because again, like you gonna fight at like one thirty fucking five? Yeah. It, when you weigh one fifty? Yeah. When you walk around at one fifty? You walk around one fifty. You, you walk, fight at one forty. Yeah. You fight at one forty. You walk around at one fifty. Y'all like. Yeah, you know, like it's, you know, like it happens all the time. Like I tell, like I tell people all the time. I like you know, if you if you trying to fight, it's very much like Tank Davis is kind of like Marvin Hagler at that. Uh, when Marvin Hagler was like at the with the middleweight champion, champion Marvin Hagler didn't come to you. You came to Marvin Hagler. Yeah, you you had to acquiesce to Marvin Hagler when he was the champion. Yeah, and that that's that's the whole A side and B side thing, and a lot of people don't understand that. No, I like you. Know, and I was telling somebody at my job, it was like Floyd Mayweather said it perfectly whenever he fought Oscar De La Hoya because Floyd Mayweather was the B side. The last time Floyd Mayweather was ever the B side on any fight after that, he said, Whenever I was the uh, I was on the B side for uh Oscar De La Hoya, Oscar chose the venue, he chose the date, he chose the um, he chose what size gloves we wear. He said, All I had to do was show up and fight. Yep. He said, I think Oscar might, yeah, Oscar made more money than him. So, like, yeah, all I had to do was show up and fight. Yeah, that's just how that is, man. When, you, when you're when you not the A-side fighter, that's just part of it, man. Yeah. Like, like the thing is, like, when, like, for instance, when fucking Floyd fought Canelo Alvarez, Canelo Alvarez had to fucking come to him and yeah. do all that shit. And that's, that's just how that fucking is, man. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, again... It, like there, are certain, there are certain dudes that operate at certain weight classes and like they will not come to you mm -hmm. you know think about what it took for fucking Terrence Crawford to bump up to fucking Errol Spence's weight class think about that for a minute yeah. that dude ran train on a division bumped up weight after he completely and utterly dominated and realized that there was no more money to be made he made. literally parasitically destroyed the division he was mm -hmm. And the thing with that was, like, as great as Terrence Crawford is, I like he wasn't a household name. If he was a household name, there still would have been money to be made because people would have came down. Right, but that's the thing, man. He needed to move up. Yeah, he needed to move up. But so like, that's the thing. That's all. Like, and Flo was such a household name when they were asking Triple G. I like, you know, so what Triple G go? Uh, 
Because I think Triple G, I think Canelo fights at 140, mm-hmm. and Triple G fights at 140, and they were no, no. I think he, I don't know. I think Triple G had to come down, or they had to do something for, they for, for Canelo. To, they had to do a catch weight or yeah, something. yeah, for like for, for Canelo Alvarez. But Canelo Alvarez wanted him to move down to him, and like if somebody asked him like, would you do it for Floyd? He was like, hell yeah, I'd go to 135 to fight Floyd Mayweather. He said, but I'm not moving down to like you know saying the 140 like for Canelo Alvarez when he's proved that he can fight in my weight class. He's yeah. done it. Yeah, exactly. That's see, that's what, I'm saying. that's what I'm saying, man. There's a lot of like little stuff like that that goes into it. So you yeah, know. so but yeah, I like it. so like yeah. So then people were talking about the body shot. I like yeah, yeah. The body shot was the uh, shit that took Ryan Garcia down, but I think he his heart was taken in the second round. I like when he got that knockdown, and it was just like holy shit. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing is, Garcia claimed, he was like, dude, he goes, when I got knocked down against, because remember that last fight he had, or the fight before that, where he got knocked down yeah. against that guy, it was one of his first fights back, yeah. and he got flash knocked down, yeah. he was like, that one hurt me more, actually, but... I don't know how true that is in the game, but that that's that was his claim, you know. And but again, Garcia's been pretty gracious and was like, yeah. like he he like Garcia posted something on Instagram and was like, "Yo, dude, apparently I had a mole in my camp leaking info to fucking tank." He goes, "I he goes, I lost." He goes, "And I'm not making excuses for that." He goes, "But it's bullshit finding that out. Like I'm in the midst of the big fight of my career, and I find out I got somebody in my camp that." ain't got my best interest mm-hmm. at heart he's like that sucks to find I, that out i like it. my thing with that is like, i heard about that but tank's the type of person like you know he wouldn't be asking motherfuckers for information no. that dude probably came to tank or just like yeah exactly it was like yo he's weak at this or like this is a way you could open him up or like, and tank, tank was like okay he's like cool like and then he probably looked and looked at the film and was probably like oh well yeah that guy's right okay cool whatever yeah so yeah, yeah the tank so yeah like it, the tank don't seem like the type of person that would do that no well because again tank's problem solving is punch hard punch. again when you when you hit as hard as that motherfucker does at the weight he sits at especially but like just as hard as he hits in general yes your problem your a b and c and d problem solvers is the fact that you punch hard as shit mm-hmm that's yeah. what that's what's your problem solving. I like and that's and that's what I wanted to see from Ryan Garcia. I wanted to see like like if he get caught, how is he gonna react? Because I like, you know, he said and Ryan Garcia said and you know what, maybe you know what maybe, when we talk about that flash knockdown, maybe he might be right because if flank would if tank would have actually got caught him flush, you wouldn't have got up. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly kind of my point yeah. about that too. Is like it's like, dude. Yeah, well, tank, he, like, it was a good shot, but Tank didn't hit you flush. If Tank hit you flush, that body not, shot he hit you pretty flush, and yeah. you didn't get up. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like that's the thing. Like it's like, dude, that motherfucker hits hard. hard. Yeah. I like so some of the I like I seen this man do some of the cra- most craziest knockouts. Yeah, I mean he's a knockout artist. He's a knockout artist. I like you know in every sense of the word. I like you know what I'm saying, but yeah, I. Like, I uh, for, for what it was, like I en- I enjoyed the fight. I enjoyed the fight, and people and my, my. I wish that Garcia had waited a couple of years to take this fight, though. He would have maybe. He's twenty five, so I guess now is better. Than yeah, you. now is better than never. But it would have been probably a little better to take this fight a couple of years from now, hypothetically. He fight like another fight or two, mm-hmm. then take this fight. Maybe he would have 
stood a little better. Stood a little better. But, you know, hey, it is what it is, man. I'll, and the thing for me, like, and I'll make this one last point before we get up out of here. I know somebody was sitting here, so, like, people were sitting here talking, like, man, like, maybe you should get, like, a, a rematch. And I'll, because I know I made that point earlier. I was like, I don't think Tank is, like, interested in doing it. And maybe he might be. Like, I don't think he'll be right now. But my thing is, like, shit, if I'm, if I'm a fan and I am a fan, fuck that rematch. Because my thing is, like, you know, you kind of got exposed and I want to see you and Devin Haney and I want to see you and Shakur Stevenson that that's what I want to see because like you know what I'm saying and because uh, Devin Haney been calling you out for years mm-hmm. years I like you know what I'm saying your camp ain't, like ain't want no smoke yeah I know for a fact you don't want it sh- with Shakur Stevenson so at, at that point like you know what I'm saying like your stocks is kind of falling I like I need you to see I need you to fight those guys because if you because if you can't put on a good performance against those two guys and Devin Haney, I like you know used to spar with Tank Davis. Yeah, yeah, like that should tell you something. Yeah, <laughs> I like you know say how tough Devin Haney is. He used to spar with Javante Davis. Yeah, and sometimes like you know Devin Haney, he like his word not mine. He said sometimes he would give Tank that work. He like he said I'll give somebody ten thousand dollars for that footage. He said that footage is out there. He said the footage is out there. Yep. You know, so I like that. That's what I want to see from Ryan Garcia. I like, you know, if you get, if you, if you can hold your own against those two, then, then maybe, so other than maybe I want to see a tank fight, but I need to see, I, I need to see those two mega fights, you know, first, because I know Devin Haney is going to be fighting Lomachenko, and I think Lomachenko is going to get smashed. Oh, he's going to get ran. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait for that. I think, because I, I like Lomachenko, but I think he's a little overrated. Yeah, he's over, he's overrated. Devin Haney been, been calling him out for years too i like yeah. it and it took lomochenko to finally catch an l to be like all right like let me get this payday yeah exactly so i would uh, be getting so, smashed yes yeah, so all he was doing so all lomochenko was doing was trying to protect his l yeah that's exactly right and then i mean but check but check that oh i'll protect that oh on it on it on his uh win loss record now that he got right. it then you know what i'm saying he can do it so yeah so coming up next I like your questions are in and we cannot wait to answer them you guys keep locked on the scoreboard on anchor Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Hi, I'm Al Harrington, president and CEO of Al Harrington's Wacky Waving Inflatable Arm Flailing Tube Man Emporium and Warehouse. Thanks to a shipping error, I am now currently overstocked on Wacky Waving Inflatable Arm Flailing Tube Man, and I am passing the savings on to you! Attract customers to your business. Make a splash at your next presentation. Keep grandma company. Protect your crops. Confuse your neighbors. African-American, hail a cab. Testify in church or just raise the roof. Whatever your wacky-waving inflatable arm-flailing tube man needs are. So come on down to Al Harrington's wacky-waving inflatable arm-flailing tube man emporium and warehouse. Route 2 in Weekapog! What's up, guys? You've been listening to The Scoreboard. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash scoreboard 808. And you can also follow HBK and the Arcade on Twitter at DX Heartbreak Kid and Arcade. And remember, you can catch us every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. It's already 110 in the summer, and if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. 
Hey guys, it's mail time! This is the part of the show where we answer your questions. We usually expect questions like these. Tell me about Spider-Man. Why wasn't Thor in that one? Do you guys think that if MJ hadn't died, he would still be alive today? And these. What the fuck do a mermaid got to do with coffee any motherfucking way? And for the love of God, you spell check. Take it away, fellas. Appreciate it, bro. It's that time. It's mail time. If you like, if you have any questions that you want to send us, I like you know, please hit us up via via Twitter. I like you know, email, or you can hit us up on the, on the Facebook. We'll we'll give you guys that information at the end of the show. So we got three questions here. First question comes from Drew from Cleveland. He said, guys, how's it going? I keep hearing Will Levis rumors that the Texans could take him at two. Never been a Bill Will Levis guy myself. I like. What are your thoughts on that? If they decide to do that, I really hope the Texans do that. Not because I think it'll be a good pick for the Texans, just to get that motherfucker off the board. <laughs> because I'm a Vikings fan, and there are a lot of things. Well, maybe the Vikings trade up for him. Maybe the Vikings do this. Maybe the Vikings go get Will Levis. I don't want that goofy, brick-headed, Ryan Tannehill Jr. asshole anywhere near my fucking franchise. He's mid. He's going to be mid. Fuck. He's a fucking loser. I think he'd make a really good Houston Texans player. I think he'd be great fit for them because he would, does not fit well into my worldview of me. And I swear to God, if we draft him, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. So I think... Oh, well, what, where, where are you guys picking? 23rd. But yeah. there's a lot of things talking about us trading up. He could free he's he he's a quarterback that could actually quote unquote plummet. Um it'd be fucking hilarious if he did. And I hope he fucking <laughs> I fucking hope he does. But I hope he doesn't plummet to the point that we trade up <laughs> at like thirteen and think that that's cute. I'd be well, fucking you, sick. Well, you wouldn't do it anyway because the Packers at thirteen. Y'all not gonna. Well, do but you, but you know what I'm saying, like fucking, like you know, like trading it up to twelve or whatever the fuck. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to see that man on my team, bro. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So I really do hope the Texans draft him. Uh, I hope if and you know what and I, if they don't take him at two, I hope they take him at twelve. I mean, because I, I think that that's really their play. Is I think that they're hoping people think that they're gonna do that shit, and then I think that they they could be playing some goofy goofy shit. So I don't really know. I mean, they have a lot of problems. Their team's just bad. So. My my thing is like. <laughs> If they do do that, and I don't think they will, it's not the first time the Texans made a bad decision. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they did take Derek Stingley over Stoss Gardner, and Derek Stingley is good, but he's now Stoss Gardner. Right, exactly. I mean, it's it's tough out here, bro. So, like I said, I'm hoping they fumble the bag again. And I hope they take Will Levis. I think I think he's I think he's awful. Like he's um he's just. Like I said, he's cleaned his footwork up seemingly, but his big problem is that he's head ass, and like he thinks he can sidearm balls. Like he thinks he has that Patrick Mahomes sidearm package. You you don't have that. No, nah, that ain't. And true. he misses throws because he's like, it's like you're not that guy, pal. And he tries that <laughs> shit, and it it's awful. It ends up awful every time. I like, dude. They they bring up Josh Allen comparisons. I'm like, for every Josh Allen, that there's like 10 million Will Levis. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, man, I just think he's got he's Ryan Tannehill, dude. 
That's what I think, and I don't even think he's good enough to be Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I say Ryan now Tannehill I could be, good. I could be fucking wrong about that. You know, I get it. He's big and he's physical, and he's a good runner, and he's a scrappy runner, and he's a tough guy, and he's kind of a funny dude. He's got a good personality, like you know. But like, I don't fuck with him. Get him the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> and like, he's a project. I think that outside of Stroud and Young, you have two project quarterbacks, and then one is the freakiest motherfucker that has ever tested at quarterback and the other one's Will Levis. You know what I'm saying? Like, the one guy is like, you could kind of side-eye and look a little respectfully at. Yeah. Another guy is Will Levis. <laughs> I can't I can't do it, bro. He's ass on a run-first fucking team in Kentucky. <laughs> fucking. He's like, you guys want power eye? He shows up. <laughs> Fuck that loser, bro. Can't stand uh, him. Boy. He's a, he belongs in the... So, Every year, me and Zach have a... Um, me and my friend Zach came up with the HAC uh, a couple of years ago. And HAC stands for the Honkies and Air Club. <laughs> and that's where... Uh, that's uh, where, as a quarterback, you throw... You look best throwing against Honkies and Air so last year's Honkies and Air Club candidate was Zach Wilson, obviously, right? Zach Wilson was the Honkies and Air Club but guy. No, I think I think I think Art should have been Honkies. Dude, there's a lot of guys that are honky that are hack members, bro. But yeah, yeah, fucking Jamarcus Russell's famous alum, Brady Quinn, great Honkies and Air Club alum. You know, Honkies. <laughs> yeah, the HAC baby. So yeah, fucking. Oh God. Yeah, Will well, Levis. Took- Will Levis is my. Will Levis is my HAC guy this year, man. Oh Can't man, that, that that that. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know who I hope makes it to the league so they can be a part of that group too. Who? Uh, General Booty and Rowdy Beavers. <laughs> General Booty got moved to tight end. <laughs> No, he, I heard he transferred because he's not about to play tight end. That's pretty good. But he did trade. He was going to play tight end. Yeah. Which the jokes write themselves. The man, man's name is General Booty, and he's playing the position tight end. Jokes write themselves. That's <laughs> the joke. Can't make this shit up. Can't make this shit up, bro. I like, and they got somebody else called coming there named Rowdy Beers. I like, Ket Rowdy Beers. I need that. I need that. <laughs> I need that real quick. Huh? I'm going to need that real quick. What, Rowdy Beers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to need that. That's funny as hell. <laughs> uh, second question comes from Nathan from Georgia. He said, hey, Ryan, the Braves are playing great right now, but I kind of feel like we're playing awesome ball early. I just I just want to see I just don't want to see a collapse. Are my concerns valid or am I just overreacting? So what was the first part of that question? Sorry. He said the great so the Braves are playing great ball right now. Said, but I kind of feel like we're playing awesome ball kind of early. I just don't want to see my team have a collapse. Are my concerns valid or am I just overreacting? Well, here's the thing. So this team is built for the marathon of the regular season, and they're also built for the sprint of the postseason. So I definitely understand the concerns, but it's funny that like we've already seen kind of like even like a mini swing within it. Like yeah. we won eight in a row and we lost four in a row to yeah. a quality opponent. And then we've won two again. So it's kind of a funny thing to sit there. I 
think that very comfortably we look like the best team in the NL. Mm-hmm. Whether it stays that way all year completely remains to be seen. Uh, because the Rays look absurd in the AL. They're like, they're just, their offense is just crushing. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. And they have a really, they're, they're starting pitching. Achieving really hard at a high level too. Um, the thing you also have to keep in mind with the Braves is that uh, the Braves are missing their closer. They missed Max Freed for a couple weeks. They missed Kyle Wright for a week, and they missed Colin McHugh. And they're still getting some guys back. Colin McHugh's back though. Colin McHugh's back. Um, like I said, Rysel Iglesias, their closer, who's gone. Michael Harris has missed a few weeks. Is just starting his Gwinnett assignment. Mm-hmm. And they're still this good. Mm-hmm. So, I think that you should look at it more as like, look at the, the amount of adversity that this team has dealt with early in the season and how little it's affected them because that's how much depth they have. Mm-hmm. So, I think that once... Once... Harris comes back, you move Hilliard to left, and then you have Rosario and Darno kind of rotate at DH, and we don't have to see Marcelo Zuna ever again at that position, hopefully. Hmm. So that's, like I said, I think that, yeah, it's always a little concerning when your team comes out and they look like they're world beaters, but the Chicago Cubs did that in 2016. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There are teams that come out and like look amazing at the beginning of the year and yeah you can usually fizzle out but as long as you stabilize because there's always going to be a month where you play like shit that just happens the Braves got theirs out of the way in the first month of the year last year mm-hmm. you know like maybe in May the Braves will like shit I don't know you know that could happen mm-hmm. maybe we did start out a little fast but you know this team's built for the long haul anyways mm-hmm. so you know I'm not too concerned and you shouldn't be either yeah Last question comes from Matthew in Houston. So, hey, fellas. So, how do you feel about the Adoka hiring for, like, for the Rockets? He paraphrased that he's a Rockets fan. He said, I wanted Nurse, but outside of him being a ladies' man, I think he's a good coach. You think we made the right call? No. I just think that there's too much hanging over Adoka. I think there's too much negative stress, negative swirling. I think that. Houston's kind of a mess right now. They have a couple of okay young role players, but they've got... They sacrificed a lot of their draft. Um, James Harden kind of ruined them. Now, they have some draft compensation because of that, and they're... They'll hopefully be able to kind of right the ship, but it's going to take the right coach. It's going to take the right combination of players. And the thing is, the coach that they had didn't really get a fair opportunity because that team was so bad and all those players were so young that he just couldn't even connect with them. Yeah, he couldn't connect with them. They, there was no veteran discipline. There was no veteran leadership. Yeah. No, this is just a group of young, goofy fucking kids. Yeah, there was no veteran in the locker room to show them how it needs, show to, be them how it needs to be done and like get them on track and mm-hmm. like and like I hold them accountable. And hold them accountable. I just They don't have that guy right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's because again, like John Wall is supposed to be that guy, but but oh wait, he's with the Clippers. You you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they they don't have anybody. Like I said, like they don't. Because again, John Wall on paper was going to be that guy, mm-hmm. and then he gets traded to the Clippers because he plays a grand total of five games for the Rockets. Mm-hmm. And he ain't played for the fucking Clippers either. 
This man just making his money before he exits the league, probably. So, again, man, like I said, I would have went with... I think it's crazy as shit that the Raptors fired Nick Nurse. I think it's yeah, I thought fucking, it was. I thought it was insane. That is fucking insane. That guy won you a championship, and yeah, man. like I like I feel like you saw Ujiri should have went before he did. I think so too. I think so too. And I like Ujiri, but like I think that the Raptors should have just fucking chilled out and just been vibing. But you know, hey, it is what it is. So, like I said, with Udoka having all this shit hanging over him. And, yeah, you know, he had a good track record with, like, hey, getting the Celtics on, Mm -hmm. like, you know, going the year after Stevens Mm -hmm. got promoted to the front office. Yeah. I still just don't really think that it's a good look or a good hire. Well, here's the thing is, like, you know, it... I kind of agree, but then again, I like. I, then again, I don't. Just for the mere fact, like, dude, like, this is the Houston Rockets. Nobody cares, right? So, that is true. so he's going to be in purgatory. So by the time if he, by the time he gets, by the time he gets them boys right, if they ever do get right, this should be kind of long gone. I could, I can understand if he took like a prominent job that, like, you know, what I'm saying like a big time job where you just out. Like, if you would have took the Lakers job, that would have been a bad Yeah, hire. yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Like, Houston's a place where he can kind of go repair his image in private and yeah. quietly. But it's just one of those things where it's tough because, like, did you really want to be associated with this motherfucker to begin with? And, like, I guess you do because you, you want to try to get your team going, and I guess that's fine. But, yeah, like I said, if you had had a player or two, Nick Nurse would have been a better hire. Mm-hmm. In general, but you uh, don't. But, so but, but 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 we also don't know if Nick Nurse even wanted to go there. He probably did. So, like I said again, I guess considering the circumstances and considering what's going on, it's probably for the best. Yeah, I thought it was a decent hire. I like you. He's not going to be expected to do much. He's out there in Houston. It's a wasteland. I like they don't get no. They don't get no shine. They're like he can just be out there just in the cut yeah and like and be quiet like i I can understand like if it was like a big time to like if steve kerr would have retired and he would have got the warriors job with steph and clay that would have been a problem yeah because like you know saying that's a prominent team in the nba he said nobody gives a fuck about the rockets yep at all at all so like you get i like you know saying my thing is like you know Give him a chance to like to repair his image, you know. Say all he did was like, you no know saying was fuck hoes. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, what I'm saying well, other people's hoes, but they're people that are doing that in the real world. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's you true. know, so like, you know, all he did was cheat on his girl. I like, I don't condone it, but there are people out here doing that in the real world. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, it's bad, but I really don't think it's that bad in the grand scheme of things. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's out there in Houston. I like, you know, and you got to think, like, you, you got to compete with the Spurs and, the, like, in, in the Dallas Mavericks. I like, you know, nobody cares about the Houston Rockets there. As soon as James Harden left, I like, any 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 uh, remnants, I like, you had of that was gone. Yeah. It was gone. 
You know what I'm saying? So, I like. I think it's a. I think it's a good move. I think it's a good move. Like, you know, for him, I like now. Now, will he produce out there? Results, well, produce results out there on the court remains to be seen. But as far as like him and having a chance to start somewhere fresh and be in purgatory mm-hmm. and not be in a spotlight like that because your team sucks and your organization sucks. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, like, I think it's a good move. I think it's a good move. So well, that's the end of our show. Uh, AEW is this week. Uh, playoffs are going on. I like. The, isn't the hockey postseason about to? No. Yeah. Playoff hockey's going on right now, bro. All right. Yeah. It's sick as it's been sick as fuck too. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. So yeah, playoff hockey is uh, going on. The draft is this week. Hell yeah. I like the draft is this week. Yeah, I know. And when we have a slower news cycle, we usually kind of try to preview the draft. But this year we didn't. Um, fucking, we always we always do our post-draft grades, though. Yes. So we'll get to that. Yeah, so, so we won't do that next week because we're going to be off next week. But the mm-hmm. week after that, we will. Yep. So I think it'll be better just for the mere fact we would have had like a week and a half, like, you know what I'm saying, to actually analyze it and yeah, get, better, better, get better grades. So, like, you know, that's going to be coming. Uh... Well, isn't the backlash is going to be coming? Yeah, backlash is, yeah, yeah, WWE backlash is coming up too. Yeah, WWE backlash coming soon, like, even though it's not a great card. No. But, but, but for wrestling. What are you talking about? We got almost versus Seth Rollins. What are we talking about? Yes. That's, that's, ah, yeah, almost. Yeah. Fucking stop. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> I'm Mr. Man. Fucking love almost. I'm almost safe here. How the fuck? Come. Oh man, so yeah, you guys can hit us up on uh, on Twitter. I'm at hbk underscore illmatic, all caps, and he is at the arcade r underscore uh, k a y d e. You can hit us up on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard eight oh eight, and you can send us uh, questions. You can also email us at scoreboard underscore radio at yahoo.com. So with that being said, you have anything, Ryan? I'm thinking about covers it, my man. About covers it. So we also. Just say you guys be awesome, you guys be good, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace out. Later, guys.